into Asking About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to the show. Um, <laughs> I was planning on trying to make some kind of fun deja vu, like pun or reference, but nothing is coming to me right now. Well, we don't have like a, we don't have like a tagline for our battle episode, so... I don't know if we like said it twice or something. I don't know. We didn't we didn't prepare nope. this ahead of time. We did it. Um but today is another battle episode. It sure is. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and if you've never listened to one of our battle episodes before, the premise is pretty simple. We take 10 songs that have the same title and the title has to be stylized the same way as well. So if the title is Butterfly, it's not going to be Butterflies. Like all of the titles will be in English, the word Butterfly. Sure. Uh, and so we take 10 songs and we rank them according to criteria of our own design. Mm -hmm. And then we assign them points to put from one to 10, the best to the quote unquote worst right. song of that particular title. And we also got help from our seasoned fan tier Patreon patrons for this. They got to vote as well. So it's not just our opinions. It's a bunch of people's opinions, which is fun because it like really changes things up because people have very different tastes. They do indeed. And we use a numerical point system um, where from one to 10, we give our number one choice 10 points and our number 10 choice only one point. Correct. Right. So they get a descending number of points and then we just total them up and then use it that way in order to decide. Um, but we don't have like... You and I have been doing these for a while, so we kind of, I think, evaluate the songs on certain things in our own brains. Mm -hmm. But like when we ask our patrons for their opinion, we don't give them a set of things to look no. for. Like they're just ranking it however the fuck they want yes. to. <laughs> so that's what's kind of fun about these is that like, especially in this particular batch of songs, I found that the like top the top songs were all so different mm -hmm. that I found it difficult to decide like from one to yes. five what I thought was quote unquote better than the others. Cause it's like, do I just like this song more or do I think it's like compositionally more intricate, right. more beautiful, more mainstream, like more unique? What am I fucking evaluating this on? And I don't, really know that I came to a decision but I chose my rankings <laughs> yeah I felt exactly the same that like the top five for me were all songs that I really liked and the bottom mm -hmm. five were songs that I felt super meh about but yeah, I didn't same. know how to rank them yeah because they are all very different and I think that's one of the fun things about this episode is like to take a look at a bunch of songs that might have the same title but what do they have in common and what how do they differ? Because um, mm -hmm. all the battles have been different, but sometimes like a title leans itself to a certain vibe or mm -hmm. a certain lyrical content or whatever. Yeah. So that's what we also try to like 
analyze in these episodes. It's not just about ranking songs, but more like looking at 10 songs as a whole and mm-hmm. how they go together and kind of like, how, yeah, and how they use the title or the theme. Um, and sometimes strange trends kind of occur where like, oh, all of these songs are ballads or like, oh, all of for whatever reason, all of these songs are breakup songs or right. whatever it is. Or they use the similar kind of like instrumentation or whatever. It's just interesting. So this week's title that we are looking at is Deja Vu. And before we get started, as I have done with a couple of these titles, I wanted to like get into the etymology of the word so that we can see how people are using it. Because I'm not sure like, so Deja Vu is a French word, French phrase term, term adjective. But I don't know if like, in other languages if people also say deja vu or if they have their own word for this i am not sure Mm. but if you've never like heard this term before uh the literal french translation is already seen Mm -hmm. but it has a couple of different definitions one is like the illusion of remembering scenes and events but you're experiencing them for the first time. It's like this weird phenomenon of like, oh, I've already been here. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's also another definition is it being something that is overly or unpleasantly familiar. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. I feel like there is kind of a... Like, there is something, not sinister, but there is something kind of, like, weird about deja vu. It's usually not a feeling mm. that's associated with, like, wow, it's so fun that I feel like I'm experiencing this again. Like, there's something unsettling about it. Yeah, unsettling is the word that I was thinking as well. Like, even when you, you know, walk into a place and you're like, oh, I've been here before, but you haven't. It is. Ju- it's just strange because you're, like... Your brain is wanting to know why you feel that way Mm -hmm. and there's no explanation, but it's such a common phenomenon that there is a phrase for it. And so it's just one of those weird, one of those weird things. Yeah. So we'll see how people took Mm -hmm. that weird thing and applied it to a bunch of these different songs. So yeah, knowing that it has this sort of darker connotation, how will that translate into a musical version? So the contenders for this week in alphabetical order, again, all of the songs are called Deja Vu, but we Mm -hmm. have one from A-Pink, A-T's, Dreamcatcher, FX, Monsta X, NCT Dream, Newest W, Pixie, uh, triple S and twice. Yeah. And this list came from Linaloo on our Discord. Um, and just a reminder that we have an episode suggestions channel on Discord. If you ever like want to tell us what kind of episodes you'd like to hear, we mm-hmm. search that from time to time to look for inspiration. Um, and Linaloo actually provided 12 songs. But Great. I ad- I omitted Double S Five Hundred One and Tiara just to keep the list more like current because sure. the oldest songs on this list are from twenty fifteen and the most recent is twenty twenty three. So mm. just to keep it all, just to not throw in like two super second gen things and like make them outliers. That was sure. my thought process. Fair enough. Um. So I think that's all of the. I think that's all of the. Um. Oh, words are failing me today. 
all the uh, preamble details, <laughs> the the business up at the front. And now it's time for the party in the back. I think so. I think so. <laughs> um, before we talk about the rankings and how they shook out once we averaged all of our points, mm-hmm. is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or say or mention about your general process for this particular battle? Any Any takeaways to put up at the front yeah no I don't think so I think that this was um I don't know this felt like a pretty simple battle um Mm -hmm. and like I said I felt good about five and met about five Mm -hmm. so it was a little hard to rank but it felt more like a half and half battle whereas like sometimes it's like nine of these songs are great and one of them sucks and like, yeah 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 <laughs> or we've even had somewhere like all of the songs are objectively good they're just very different right. or even a couple of them being kind of similar can make it pretty difficult I did think at least all of these songs were pretty different and for the first time in a while we do not have any ties like oh, yeah. a lot of times in these we will have two sometimes even three ties and here every single song had a had a different ranking which is which is fun yeah all right are we ready to figure out how this shook out let's do it okay so starting in 10th place we have deja vu by monsta x All right, so this song was released on November 7th, 2017 on Monsta X's album, The Code. Uh, and it was written by Flobo, JJ Evans, and Shin Hyuk. And it had lyrics by Q, Kang Anyu, Kim Hye Jung, Juhani and I Am, and Che Ji He. And the I, what I wrote for musical features of this song is noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has like, I mean, it's a very like ominous trap. And at the very beginning, like I am says something. I don't remember what it is at the beginning. Like turn the lights off, I think. <laughs> at the beginning, like over and over. And then it like, like scream groans into the rest of the song. <laughs> and there's a lot of like in the yeah. background. Um, so yeah, I did, however, find the song like weirdly hypnotizing. Mm. I could just like put it on in the background and sort of like, cause the melody line that comes in eventually with the vocal team is like very swayy, like it goes back and forth. And I genuinely did like the bridge, like when they are actually singing for the like 20 seconds of the song (laughs) that they're actually singing. Um, but yeah, overall, this was pretty easily at the bottom for me. It was not my 10th place, but it was number nine. Okay. <laughs> um, to We do a little lyrical, anal- a little lyrical and analyzing, analyzing, analysis. analysis. What I was like, what are we- words are failing me today? <laughs> um, but we like to look at the lyrics to see what all of how all of the songs are or are not using the title so in this one they do say 
uh, deja vu, jamais vu. So some extra mm. French in there. Feels like I've seen you before. Did I or did I not? I don't know, but my heart is beating just the same. Across the memories, it's a different dimension. Is this a dream or is this reality? So I think you're saying that it feels kind of hypnotizing is maybe on purpose because there's supposed Mm. to be a like dreamy what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The song doesn't have any like visuals to go with it. It is a Um, Mm B-side. And as you were saying, like you put this low, this was my last place as well. And looking at our rankings from the listeners, nobody put this song higher than like seven nobody did uh it was like the clear loser more or less we don't call anybody losers but the clear bottom ranking by a large margin a very large large margin. margin like at least 20 points yeah um, and my last note for this was that songs like this make me wonder how I ever managed <laughs> to get into Monster X. <laughs> like, it's because they're so cute. It's because they're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's also just kind of generally like a, a nothing song, more or less. Like, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's one of those. It's like a filler. Yeah. Oldie filler song. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Next up in ninth place, we have Deja Vu by NCT Dream. This song was released on October 12th, 2020 on the NCT Resonance Resonance Part 1 album. It was written by Jonathan Gusmark, Ludwig Ebers, Kazi Opea, Okazi Opea, mm-hmm. uh, Bobby Lewis, and Moonshine with lyrics by Kim Minji. Um, and yeah, the musical features of this song, like you said, clangy bells. I had written some sort of question mark xylophone yeah (laughs) um yeah the top youtube comment says it sounds like an amusement park and i do absolutely agree with that there's so much happening in this song it feels very chaotic Mm. there's like a string opening and this very crunchy beat with like so many layered vocals and like aos but yeah all these like weird little like hey's in the background uh the lyrics of this song say feel the vibe run right now all right on this exciting night we can dance play on this stage that is heating up this is what i saw in my dreams this scene is a deja vu so that feels kind of more of like an upbeat exciting deja vu of like maybe like you saw something in a dream and now it's happening in reality so like you know where the deja vu is coming from Mm -hmm. and it's just exciting because like your dreams are coming true. Um, There is a one minute, 45 second video of this uh, song. Um, And it says dreamies get a notice about the 2020 big stage competition. Tell me about this. I did not watch. Okay. Yeah. It's just like a short video. It's not the full song, but like they're in like a kind of vague, bright, like apartment set and they get this notice. And if you pause the screen and look at it, it just says like, 
big dance competition, big stage competition. Like- okay, great. <laughs> uh, so then they like practice their dancing and their like music in like a kind of graffitied warehouse looking room. Okay. And then they dance around the apartment and like goof around outside. And at one point they all put on like letter jackets that have their names on the back. Great. Classic. And yeah, it's just like a general like happy, bright little video um because this song has like three titles it says like deja Mm. vu with all of the little accents on all of the Mm -hmm. words and then it has a korean title and a chinese title in parentheses and the korean title is to the stage and the chinese Mm. title appears to be dance road hmm so like i so i think it's more about like and they keep saying like on the stage dream so like i think yeah, it's yeah, supposed yeah. to be more about like we're achieving our dreams Getting to of be on, on the stage, stage. but they yeah, yeah, yeah. say deja vu one time so i guess so it made it on the list <laughs> um i think i ranked this song like higher than most people well most people kept it kind of mid-range it was my number mm. five because mm. i actually this feels like the kind of like SMP that I can get behind. Like it's a little like super Emmy or whatever. I like mm-hmm. all of the harmonies in the chorus and it's like kind of catchy and it's not like too noisy and crazy in a way that's like super annoying to me. Fair. So this was like straight in the middle for me. This was my last Okay. Um, I put it down at the bottom. Um, I listened to it with my headphones on and it was just so like there is so much happening Mm. because and I don't know how I know that the dreamies are not all of NCT. So there's not actually 20 voices on this, but it feels like there's like listening to it felt like I was in a crowded room and it was the only song (laughs) it did and the only it was the only song on the list that I found myself checking to see how much was left so I was like that's gotta go at the bottom like sorry friends but not into it that's very fair (laughs) I understand but I was not the only one there are two other people who agreed with me no yeah no you're not wrong but this was also somebody's favorite so that's true that's true I don't know it's very interesting it's very interesting we all have our own opinions true but only one of us is right (laughs) (laughs) all right moving in to eighth Place, we have Deja Vu as performed by Twice. Alright, so this song came out on April 9th, 2018 on the Twice album What Is Love? And it is also on the repack for uh, Dance the Night Away, I believe. Because I saw mm. two of them in Spotify and I was like, uh-oh, are there two? Oh. But no, it's just a repack thing. Uh, so this song was written by a whole bunch of people. Haley Adkin, John Halvard Larson, Eric Joel Hansen, and Judith Stockwick, uh, Ronnie Vidar Svensson, and Nerman Harambasik. So I'm guessing nice. well done. these are <laughs> Swedish people. And the uh, lyrics yeah. were by a Korean person named Chloe. 
Love it. Uh, so this song musically has that like cheerleadery twice rapping that they were doing mm-hmm. at this point in their career. And the pre-chorus, like the lyrics are like very fast and yeah. there's marching band drums and a lot of like vocal harmonies through a chorus that is just la la la. Like the chorus is only la la yeah. la's. And then it has like a crazy EDM drop that's like three quarters of the way through and is completely different than the rest of the song. Yeah, that really took me by surprise <laughs> when that kicked in. I was like, oh, shit. All right. I mean, this. Yeah. It was it was surprising. <laughs> uh, so the deja vu lyrics in this one, they say the moment I first saw you, it's you. Oh, deja vu. I'm facing you who resembles my dreams. You're so mysterious and I'm curious. Mm. All right. So again, deja vu of something that you've seen in a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, we have no visuals for this one as it was a B-side and, um, yeah, I think that's it. I was familiar with this song because I remember I listened to this album a lot, um, Mm. but I didn't have that very strong of feelings about it. I have it in, this was my second to last one because I think that overall it's kind of, it's just kind of nothing. And the EDM drop at the end is just so crazy to me. (laughs) I agree. The EDM drop is crazy and definitely like dropped it down in the list. But it always was kind of in the lower half. It's not my favorite Twice era. um, And that like cheerleader style rapping that they do isn't isn't my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, But it also had... Like the NCT Dream one, like the amusement park sounds, you know, yeah. the, like, it sounds like a xylophone toy. And there's the synth in this twice one also feels like a kid's toy melody. Um, so that was an interesting repeating pattern that I noticed. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I had this in eighth place as well. So I agreed. Okay. With the overall ranking. All right. What's next up? In seventh place, we have Deja Vu by Pixie. This song was released on June 15th, 2022 on Pixie's third mini album, Reborn. It was written by JJ12, Wancha, Willemian May, Josh McClelland, and Long Drive with lyrics by JJ12, El Rune, and Sean O. Uh, The musical features for this song, it's very crunchy. Uh, There's a ton of vocal filters on it and like sporadically yelled background vocals like yelling and and echoing in the background um there's a lot of twisted vocal samples as well and this very deep beat um it has a really like dark groove to it with like I feel like the like wah 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 it's almost like a crunchy horn Mm. that has like a horn that has been put through some sort of crunchy filter and then some sort of sound that sounds like a metal pole being struck in the background it's very like construction noisy Uh (laughs) Mm -hmm. the lyrics are like i found the answer to my broken timeline it becomes clearer lead us far away deja vu ooh ooh Um, so I don't really know what that is about or what that means. Um, but it sounds 
dark, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the overall vibe that I got from this song. There are no visuals to it as it is a B-side off of this. Um, and I think that Pixie actually had a B-side that they did on stage when this album came out, but I don't remember what it was. Um, yeah, this one to me was very... I remember listening to this release and enjoying at least two other songs off of it. Mm-hmm. But this one fit to me is like very middle of the road. Like it fits the overall vibe of the rest of this album, but it's just fine. Yes. I think, I, I think for me it was an eighth place. Um, mm-hmm. And I, when it's every time it started, cause he listened to these like quite a few times so that I could try to take them in. And every time it started, I would like the vibe of the verses, but then the chorus just kind of drops into this very flat, like deja vu. And mm. like, I don't know. I just was always disappointed when the chorus started. Yeah. You like want more to match the like. Bah, 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 yeah, I think bah. so. Yeah, that's fair. But I didn't hate it. Like, it, it's no, just, it was fine. It just felt kind of fine. <laughs> Um, and the listeners were pretty all over the place this is one of the songs that like somebody put it in every it got ranked in every Mm, single ranking some of the other songs were like you know all trended towards the bottom or the top but this was a song that people felt every kind of way about which is very interesting to me that is interesting what is next? Next up in sixth place, we have Deja Vu by Triple S. Is it real or fake? Why? Yeah, I'm This song was released on May 10th, 2023 on the Triple S Crystal Eyes release aesthetic uh it was written by some i've this producer has come up before and i don't know how they say their name (laughs) it's f-u-x-x-y and i don't know if that's like fuxy or like fuzzy or like how they pronounce it but it makes me laugh every time i see it (laughs) she uh so them any masinga lua and member triple s member so hyun wrote hmm. this song the lyrics are by Jaden jong john june all the people above um and yeah all the people above mm-hmm. uh so this song is like a kind of dreamy city pop song and i am always afraid to call things city pop because apparently we don't quite understand the definition of city pop as we've been told before but i think that it is <laughs> Hmm. Well, anytime something toes the line between having disco elements, but all the instruments are like synthetic, mm-hmm. I feel like, or it feels more like bubbly mm-hmm. and neon. Yes. <laughs> and dreamy and echoey in a way that yeah. just feels that's what pushes what it, it over to the city pop aesthetic to me. Uh, it also has... To mine ears. <laughs> it also has uh, pouty shouting. <laughs> yeah. Because you can like hear Hell. the listeners... I mean, the listeners. You can hear the members like pouting when they go, is it real or fake world? Like, 
there's just like something about their voices and there's also like very distant member like riffing while others are singing like really far away you can hear like Mm -hmm. another member doing like little like and like stuff like really far back um and that's what it sounds like you heard it but that's my description of it um the lyrics this one they say like like a daydream i can't stop these emotions for you is it real or fake world and the chorus says yeah i'm in deja vu deja vu so they Mm. say it a bunch of times yeah, sort of a distressed deja vu. A little bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one also has no visuals as it is a B-side. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts about this? You ranked it quite high. I ran- This was my second place. I thought it was such a cool song. Um, I My first choice was like a locked in, no question about it, mm-hmm. but... This one was a pretty easy choice for the top because when I listened to it with my headphones, like you were saying about how there's so many vocals in the background, that was my favorite part. Mm. Like the instruments of this song are actually, it's all very like small, light instruments that mostly just make up the percussion Mm -hmm. and the rhythm of the song and almost all of the melodies and harmonies are like purely vocalizations as opposed to having like a string or a piano or a synth like line that drives the melody and I thought that was so pretty and I love city pop um and disco and the venn diagram of the two (laughs) um so wherever this falls in that yeah, I, I was actually kind of surprised that this one wasn't ranked higher by everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like mm, one of the only people who ranked this so high, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was surprised that a lot of other like the majority opinion was middle of the road because to me, this is like such an unquestionably good song and one of the like one of my favorites off the list. But I also, when I was deciding, like, where to put it, my main question was, like, is this a standalone, objectively quality song? Or is it just very trendy right now? Mm. And I think I landed on, I think it's a quality song. But it is also very trendy right Right. now. So, I don't know. Yeah. I love Triple S. I... I appreciate your reasoning and I totally understand it. I think this was in like seventh or not seventh, fourth or fifth place for me, if I'm doing my Mm. math correctly. Um, And I like it, but I think that, and maybe the reason other people voted the way that they did is compared to some of the songs that are above it. It is quite simple. And I know that it's simplicity is something that you like about it. Mm-hmm. But in the grand scheme of, you know, legendary K-pop songs that last forever, some of the stuff in the top, like, really has every bit of it. Sure. So I think that's why it fell down a little bit for me, is that I feel like some of the other songs were just, like, bringing more, like, literally more Sure, to the that table. is true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. And I feel like that's just an element of, like the genre of cool girl group music right now that is very laid back Mm. where a lot of like new jeans and triple s songs are that sort of like 
hum kind of yeah. music <laughs> instead of the like, yeah. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, exactly. <laughs> if those exclamations will do for further explanation, They make sense. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Next up in fifth place is Deja Vu by FX. This song was released on October 27th, 2015 off of FX's album Four Walls. It was written by Adam Kapit, Ryan June, Nerman Harambasik, Kine J. Hansen, Lloyd Lawrence Lawrence, and has lyrics by Joe Young Kyung. One of those people was on the Twice song. I just oh, realized. Nerman. Yeah, Nerman. <laughs> Nerman Harambasik, uh, whose pronunciation I took from yours. I, just <laughs> I have no idea. Harambasic, but that seems Harambasic. too Nerman. English. Nermine. Nermine. Yeah. Nermine. I don't know. <laughs> Nermine Harambasik. Uh, anyway. Musical features of the song. There's a club beat, super crunchy noises that kind of just travel in circles around. Um, and that like main hook is made out of just like crunchy sounds. Um, there's a lot of like echoey vocals and filters on all of the vocals as well with like modulating repeated vocals and a little woohoo, <laughs> uh, which is really nice and fun. The lyrics say, looking at the map of my brain, have to find you, hiding somewhere for real. I think I've saw I think I've saw you from somewhere. Ooh, every time I look at you, ooh, it's like a deja vu. There are no visuals for this, as it is also a B-side. Um, but I love this song. I was happy that in general it like stayed in the middle or to the top because for me it was number four so like Mm. i was very close to this to the overall ranking that we ended up on um but my only other note is that like there has to be a specific genre for this style of like madonna-esque that oh it is kind of ray of lighty isn't like yeah it's super it has it's like a type of music yes that i love i don't know what it's called but I love it. So I was just like, Hannah, what a great, this album is so fun. Mm -hmm. I love it when FX pops up. So happy to have them here. Happy to have them in the top five. Love it. Love it. All right. Moving into the fourth place, we have Deja Vu by A-Pink. song was released July 16th, 2015 on A-Pink's second studio album, Pink Memory. Uh, the song was written by Che Young Chan, and the lyrics are by A-Pink's leader, Cho Dong. Lovely. Uh, this song has like snap percussion and like a little piano loop, a couple fun guitar licks for mm-hmm. uh, good measure. It has a very wibbly electronic whistly sound of some kind that i can't quite describe but i described it as computer bloops Mm. slash chimes because it's like a little (laughs) (laughs) that's what it sounds like 
Yes. <laughs> uh, the lyrics to this one say, when I saw you by chance, I had this mysterious fluttering feeling, your warm eyes, your pretty smile, everything is familiar to me, but they do not. This is the only song on the list where they do not ever use the word deja vu in the lyrics mm. at all. Interesting. So it's just like the vibe, the vibe of I feel like mm-hmm. I've everything, everything about is you familiar. is familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Well, that's such an interesting. I like that use of deja vu because there is something like the rest. We've seen a lot of examples where deja vu, and we were talking about this at the beginning, how it has like an unsettling like layer to Mm -hmm. it but there's also on the more positive side of things like when you meet somebody that you feel like you've known forever or somebody that is like such an easy person to get along with or get to know because it's like I've actually only known you for a couple of months but it feels like we've been friends for years and that's such a nice like warm feeling Mm -hmm. of deja vu so it's nice to have at least one sort of fuzzy representation of what deja vu could be and i do feel like musically this song this song captures so much Mm -hmm. so different from everything on the list in that it has more of that like warm sweet candy girl group music about it um that even the triple s song doesn't quite feel the same um Mm -hmm. but it is also a very like it's a very a pinky a pink song um I was obsessed with this album. I think it's one of their best albums, period. Like I, You burned me a copy of it. <laughs> it's on so, a CD. It's so good. Um, I still have it. This song was a B-side, but there are they do did perform it at concerts. So there are videos of it, but they like sit on the stairs and sing it. So mm-hmm. it's not like there's choreo missing or anything. Um, and just a very specific me memory that I attached to this song is that after we saw A Pink in 2015, as we were leaving the concert, this was the song that they like played loud over the speakers mm-hmm. as we were filing out. And so I just remember like listening to this song and having all like, whoa, I literally just saw A Pink moment. Nice. Because that was like my second K-pop concert ever after Mamamoo. Yeah. And, you know, they're like my second ultimate bias group. So it was very much like a surreal, like, holy shit, I saw A Pink. And because this song was playing, it's kind of just like attached to that memory. Yeah. Totally. Um, I was very surprised. I mean, not very surprised, but happy to see that a lot of the listeners also ranked this super high. I agree. Because I wasn't sure how people were going to feel about it. Yeah. Because I feel like I know I am not the only A-Pink stan in the world. I know (laughs) I'm not because they've managed to be a group for like 13 years. So people love them. But I just feel like people don't talk about them as much as I do. So I always yeah. wonder how other people feel about A-Pink or A-Pink music. And I wasn't sure if this was just going to like fall to the bottom because people don't like this kind of girl group song. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people agreed with me and thought it was a high ranking choice. Yeah, there are a couple people who even put it like in their top three. Um, so there are definitely, definitely some some fellow A-Pink fans in the crowd. <laughs> which uh, just makes me happy to know of course always all right moving into our top three with third place deja vu as done by dreamcatcher (laughs) 
This song was released on September 18th, 2019 on the special album Raid of Dream. It was written by Lees and Ol... Is that an... Oh, Olander. Sorry, I thought that was an I. Olander. Olander. With lyrics by Kim Boone of Jam Factory. Uh, the musical features, there's a lot of piano. Like, it starts out as just sort of a beautiful piano ballad with just nice slow piano and vocals over it and then it has like an echoey like drum track um and all of the verses have these really light airy vocals to them and then the chorus comes in with that signature dream catcher like hard rock and then very big choral vocalization in the background yeah yes uh and like a bunch of like violins and strings like come in to build it up The lyrics say, so now I'm holding this pain like how you abandoned everything. It grows clearer every day, endlessly in front of my eyes, deja vu. And there is actually a music video for this one because I think it was the title off of this special album. Um, And it's like fairy tale, beautiful, backstabbing princesses where one of them is the ruler and is either betrayed by or paranoid of betrayal from her court. So there's like swords and like one of them is in a coffin with blue roses (laughs) and they all turn dramatically with like black veils over their faces. Um, And yeah, there's a lot of fancy dinners and beautiful gowns and two main dance sets, one of which has these great like royal style short formal short outfits with like white jackets and flowy sleeves. And then the other one is a super modern like detective inspector gadget (laughs) outfit with like suits and ties and pleather rain jackets and I think those outfits a don't fit the fairy tale vibe and b would have looked better had the jackets not been pleather yeah I agree so shiny I Um, love the white dance outfits (laughs) with the like super flowy sleeves that like really goes with the choreo and they look nice but yeah those pleather trench coats look super cheap and just kind of like they almost ruined the aesthetic of the music video, which is so perfect up until that point. Mm. And they come in at like the third chorus and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's suddenly a different era and different style entirely. And also I would imagine that that fabric would be loud. Yeah. Like I feel like, like it, it would, would squeak. be squeak, squeak, <laughs> quirk, 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 like every time you dance. Um, but whatever. I don't know if they wore those on stage. <laughs> Um, but this one, yeah, for me, this one was like pretty in the middle, but we have a lot of Dreamcatcher fans in our listener base. Um, so I was not surprised to see this be higher up on the list than I personally ranked it. Yeah, I think that this one was just looking at the results feels really polarizing and that super people split. either put it in their top three or their bottom three and mm-hmm. nowhere in between. Like people yeah, I'm either the love only person or hate who this put one. it right in the middle. <laughs> it was my number oh, five. Oh, true. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, I was like, nope, right in the middle. Uh, this one ended up being my second one just because I really? think, yes, because I think like overall in the like grand scheme of like K-pop and like a song, like being a fucking song, like mm. I think that this is one. I think that the vocals in the verses are so beautiful. They are. They're heartbreaking. Like just really, really lovely stuff. And then the like way that that chorus comes in is like very satisfying. 
And I just think that dream, I've always said that I think that Dreamcatcher's whole thing is like pretty cool. And the like rock of this one doesn't feel as jarring as it does in some of their other songs. It like almost mm. feels like it, I don't know, it just like lends itself much nicer. Um, and I just think that the whole, that the vibe of this one is really cool. And the deja vu element of this one is kind of fun in that like they lean more into the creepiness of a deja vu. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, the, and, and this is one of the only like breakup songs where it's mm, like the person in the song true. keeps remembering like my pain and how you abandoned me and it keeps coming yeah. back to me like this horrible deja vu. And so like that's kind of fun too. Yeah, it is. Dreamcatcher's always a good time. Yeah. And that's why they're in third place in this battle. Because <laughs> most people their way to the top. also thought it's a good time. Absolutely. All right. What is second? Second place. And these first and second, these two songs, they were fighting the whole time. Every time a new one came in. But mm-hmm. second place, Deja Vu by... 80s. This Deja Vu came out on September 13th, 2021 on 80s's album Zero Colon Fever Part 3. This one was written by Eden, who came up before, Olander, who came up before, Lees, who came up before. So those yep. two, Olander and Lees, wrote the Dreamcatcher Deja Vu as well. So sure very did. interesting. Also, uh, Pepperoni and Olive. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> the lyrics are credited to all of the above writers, as well as rappers Hong Jung and Mingi wrote their own raps in this song. Mm. Sure. This song has like a very hollow percussion that almost sounds clock-like. Yes. I described it as like almost a bottle or a jug. Yes. Because it has that sort of like like as if you were like clanging on a on a bottle or yeah, or blowing into one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of a like marching band drum line drum in the pre-chorus. Um, mm-hmm. And the other note I had about the vo- uh, the musical sounds of this song is that the vocalizations in this song are very horny. <laughs> <laughs> there's just like so much groaning and moaning and vocal frying and <laughs> lip biting and like you can hear it in the song. <laughs> you really can. My One of my notes is in all caps that just says slutty choreo, all hips, cunty songhua. Because this is where, this is the comeback where I learned an 80s name, which was Songhua, ah. because he wears, he's the one that has the like blue, white, and black shirt that's like with the weird cutouts for the yeah. collarbone. Yeah. And he hates full shirts. So he just like wears something slutty all the time and he has really good smolder. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, so the lyrics to this one are also very horny because they say, <laughs> Oh, it's like the shivers of my body remember you. I know you get deja vu. I go insane. I want you so bad. Ooh, like la. all of that. Da, 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 da. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> 
Um, so this one does have a music video. This was a like main release, and yeah. they wear like very very shiny pleather pants and yes. tops that have some of the most complicated cutouts and necklines like I've ever seen. And zipperies. And, yeah, there's so much happening in the the I can't even call them shirts. Yes. <laughs> they're nerds as our Discord listeners say. They're not shirts. They're not shirts, but it that's not to imply that there's a lot of skin right. showing because there's not necessarily there's a little they're tummies, just a little very chest, yeah but... like little peaks. But it's not like they're shirtless. It's just like, what is that contraption upon your body? Like, it's a very, it's just a strangely fabricated item the, of clothing. And the music video <laughs> also has like a lot going on. There's yes. like cars racing in tunnels and drones chasing them. But there's like also butterflies and like lightning. And there's a lot going on. And when I like Googled it, apparently there's a lot of, complicated 80s lore being referenced mm. in this music video that i don't quite understand but there is i a did lot recognize happening. i did recognize the part where because i know nothing of 80s even though we have seen them of the only thing i should say the only thing i know about 80s is what i have learned from seeing them at kcon <laughs> multiple times and that is the one outfit where they wear the hats and the black suits and the red armbands. Right. And there's a part in because the, I remember talking to some girls they who were, were dressed, dressed like that, that at KCON. And then in this music video, there's a part where one of them and God, I don't know which one. One of them goes up to like a glass box that's filled with fog and inside of the glass box is maybe the same one but one of them dressed in that black hat red armband mm. outfit so it i knew it had to do with the lore but i don't know what any of the lore is right so that's as far as i know <laughs> um one last note just from me because i think it's interesting on after the first chorus member hong jung has like a rap moment and there's mm. this very unsettling doubling on the rap mm. where he's like doing it in one tone of voice and then there's like a much lower but on a like discordant note Ooh. version of the same rap happening underneath and it like really gets under your skin in like a crazy way so like it's very like effective it. Yeah, I really liked the song when it came out. It was definitely in my top title tracks. I actually own this song, which is rare. Wow, that is I very know. interesting. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I like this. I like the song. I I like that the 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 da 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 part like reminds me of Love Shot, which is another. That's an EXO song that I love, but it. It's got yeah, yeah, that yeah. similar like groove that you're just like, oh yeah. Yeah. And with the like the cause they move their hips in kind of the same way during the choreo and the little like hand flicks up, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get it. I get it. All right. That, that brings, brings us, to us to number one, deja vu by newest W. <laughs> This song was released on June 25th, 2018 on the album Who You or Who You or <laughs> Who You, whichever. 
It was written by Bumzu Beko and Anchor, with lyrics by Bumzu Beko and JR. Um, the musical features of this song are that sick bassline. So funky, so <laughs> chunky, so thick. I love that bass. It's, it's so, so good. good. It's so good. Um, it has, that's like the main, that is truly the main feature of the song, but it has otherwise like a pretty simple instrumentation. It's got like it's snap percussion. It's almost trap house, honestly, I think. Yeah, it is a little bit with the like boop, 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 yeah. boop, ish of it. Um, but yeah, it has those like, it just has all of those like echoey, drippy effects of the time yes it's super um, it's a very yeah it's very 2018 the lyrics of the song uh state let me turn time back and go to where you are let me stay with you in this place where i'm walking through the memories i'd rather be trapped here deja vu so almost like a conscious like not a an incidental oh whoa it feels like i've been here but like i'm I living wish in the I past could be there yeah i wish purpose. i could go yeah. back and relive it um absolutely gorgeous visuals this was a title main release for newest w which is a subunit of newest um and so there is a music video and the members are like sulking around a dusty rainbow mansion in like very expensive pajama suits where they're like silky but sort of like light pastel <laughs> colors um and they're maybe making drugs i don't know undetermined um but they're like building time machines and they're hallucinating children and there's weird future tech and a lot of random random things are happening and then it cuts to them dancing in these like big combat boots in this kind of like rainy shadowy warehouse mm-hmm. and there's a lot of really beautiful like delicate footwork and like leg choreography with like hands in pockets. I love the laid back choreography, which is not featured enough in the music video. It is not in the video enough. Like it truly isn't. There are very, very few cutaways to the dance, which is so good. Mm -hmm. Um, But a thing about this music video that's crazy to me, and I don't know if I said it in the newest deep dive, but I'm sure I did because it's so (laughs) shocking. But they are wearing mandals in so many of the scenes and there's so (laughs) many close ups of their like bare toes in like fucking sandals with their pretty suits on. And it's crazy. (laughs) Who directed this music video? Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a crime that there isn't more choreo in the music video. But thankfully, it was a main title. So we do have there's plenty of choreo versions out there. Um, but yeah, this was absolutely my number one. Like I didn't the, even question it when I saw the list. It. I was like, I don't even need to look because newest W goes in first place. <laughs> it goes in first place and it stays in first place. Like one of my favorite things about this song is that, like we said, that bass is so just delectable and the entire time the vocals over it are so light so bubbly so precious and i love that juxtaposition i think it's so fun like this is a classic 
forever. Yeah. And I love it. I'm so glad that it could be number one and that it was a pretty overwhelming consensus. Yeah. Like everyone agreed by a good like 10 points that this one was the top. Yeah. There was just one person who I think. Whoever ranked this at the bottom, you are banished. (laughs) So I think, sorry to call this person out because they know who they are. But just looking at this one person who disagreed about this song, put all the boy group songs in the bottom and all the girl group songs in the top. So it might be a person that just doesn't fuck with boy groups. But it was interesting to like see that in the results. That is interesting. Um, I think your bias has skewed your opinion <laughs> in this particular case, but to each hey, their own. That's what they that's what they pay for is the chance to That's what they pay for their, their chance, yeah, to make their opinion heard. And thou hast been recorded and outvoted. Yes. <laughs> but my last note about this newest W song is again a very specific memory of when we saw them at KCON in 2018 and mm-hmm. I saw for the first time probably because the music video wasn't like showing it enough and it was right in my face but at the beginning there's a super super cool mirror choreo where two of the boys like make the mirror with their hand and then two members like do a dance on either side of it like they're in a mirror and I just thought it was so neat I remember being like whoa that was really cool and it like it's locked in my brain forever it is very cool I agree um, so I agree with this top choice. I love it. This is the song. Like if you said to me, because I think that's a, I've seen people been doing people have been doing this on TikTok with like other pop, like, you know, Western pop songs that have mm-hmm. the same title. Mm-hmm. But they say like, when you hear the title blank, what song do you start singing in your head? Like I saw the one that was like, let me love you. And it was like, mm-hmm. do you think Mario? Do you think Justin Bieber? Do you think? neo i think or whatever Mm. and everybody was arguing about that but if you say deja vu to me newest w is the first thing that i totally absolutely me too me too so there you go we battled it out i love it and the top contender came out a winner (laughs) well deserved well deserved well deserved i did notice just thinking like looking back at all of the list i feel like the most obvious commonality in all of them is the use of echoes Mm. and like background vocals to give like space and depth within the song it feels like every single like the idea of deja vu just lends itself to like something echoing back at you and I it seemed like almost every song had some element of that yes that's very interesting Mm -hmm. pulling in the poetry of the title to like yeah you know into the composition of the song yeah to make you think oh have I heard this before yeah they did it they nailed it they did um yeah I overall really enjoyed I enjoyed like all 10 songs like even though like you know Monster X was the clear bottom for everybody it was it's not the worst Monster X song ever and if you like let it take over you it is kind of a vibe but like like... I said it was pretty hypnotizing (laughs) and at the very least I didn't find myself asking when is this over which wasn't true for all of the songs true 
True. Um, so thank you to all of our seasoned fan tier Patreon patrons for voting in this and for being Patreon patrons. Um, we love you guys for supporting us. And it's always fun when you can help us with episodes like this so that we don't have to take all the blame for how things shake out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we can all we can all share the ire mm-hmm. of the masses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and with that, we'll be right back with the random game. All right, we are back. And this week, the random number generator chose a recent boy group called Vanner. Yes, V-A-N-N-E-R. This is a five-member group that was originally formed under VT Entertainment, but is currently managed by clap entertainment um they just signed with them in 2023 if i remember the wikipedia i just skimmed (laughs) (laughs) um but apparently they started their active promotional activities in japan and promoted uh over there over 200 times before like did 200 performances before They debuted in Korea and had also done a crowdfunding event for their in order to help support their debut where they raised over 250 percent of the target amount oh great so they were (laughs) well supported by a grassroots movement I suppose um and they debuted in Korea in 2019 with a song called better do better Mm. Um, and they did a couple of things, uh, up until they all auditioned to be on the JTBC survival show peak time and they, they, uh, competed as a group as team 11 o'clock. I didn't watch Mm -hmm. peak time, but I guess people got time teams and they were 11 o'clock and who's going to be the peak time and they won. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool that they won. Um, So they got to go on like a concert tour um, as a prize for winning. Um, And they signed with Clap Entertainment afterward, uh, where they also signed a contract with uh, Eshi Gazit, who is like a music promoter who does a lot of U.S. things for K-pop groups. He is maybe most recognizable for managing Monsta X's uh, English stuff and u.s activities and um, he follows us on instagram and he'll he like sure our stories does. and then when i'm like ashi what's up he will not answer me and then he gives <laughs> he no he gives a form response or one time he mess he answered us like during kcon with something that did not answer like we asked him a question like are he was you like, here can we talk and he was like, thanks for supporting the boys. And I was like, that's not what we said, but okay. Um, anyway, anyway <laughs> he's managing Vanner now too. Um, so they have actually done um, now, I believe, two U.S. tours or they're ramping up for their second one. They've done at least one. They, per- they perform a lot, it seems, um, in Japan and all around wherever they can go and they just Um, as of this recording exactly one week ago they released a new song called jackpot that was produced by hui and wusok from pentagon 
Um, and they have another song called uh, Want You Back that is produced by Monstax. So interesting that they have a few different idol produced songs. Yeah. Um, but their most popular music video at the moment is their release from last October called Performer. Uh, so if you want to watch that with us, you can pull it up and press play when I say go. Based on this opening thumbnail, one of them is very beefy. All right. Love to see it. Yeah, because they are in this opening frame all in shadow here yeah. with their backs to us. It looks like. Tell. Or their fronts. I No, I think backs. Their feet are facing away. <laughs> yeah. But the one in the middle kind of makes me think like, they're, no, I think they're facing front. I think they're facing forward. Either way, know. three of them have their guns out. So let's find out. <laughs> let's find out. Uh, so if you want to watch this with us, just pull up Vanner Performer and press play when I say go. Three, two, one, go. Oh. They are facing forward. No, they turned around. No, they didn't. They absolutely Rewind. did. Rewind. Watch the one in the middle. He turns over his shoulder. We're starting again. Okay, we're starting over. Three, two. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. He turns, but the others don't turn around. Watch the one on the left, and he just goes down. We won't start it over again, but I'm right. But this is so shadowy. Okay, here we go. The okay, lights, the lights are finally, finally up. Came on. Ooh. I was right about the guns. Oh, no, I was wrong about the guns, actually, because one of them is wearing a lace shirt. Oh, yeah, that is and a one lacy of them's wearing shirt. a t-shirt. So there's, like, one set that is basically, like, a big white room, like the Weekly Idol set. And that's where we started. Oh, no, now we're sailors. Okay, a lot of things are happening, actually. Yeah, there's, like, a boat. There's boat sets, and there's this lighthouse where they're, like, now mm -hmm. they're dancing in, like, Sailor navy dress whites. Yeah. Love a man in uniform. One of them has a little beret. Also, white suit pants are always a good choice to put anybody in mm -hmm. I learned that when I was costuming a version of what you do about nothing mm -hmm. and we put the men in dress whites and our Don Julio was so goddamn hot <laughs> that one kind of looks like Woo Young uh, not Woo Young um, Wan Wu they all look like someone to Other me. people, yeah. Those are bad shorts. I don't like shorts that are that long. Just a personal opinion. <laughs> <laughs> the song is fun, though. Na, I haven't na, even really yeah, been paying like attention it. to the song. <laughs> Ooh, shadow dancing. A lot of shadow dancing. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's the lacy one who's doing the... I was going to say, we don't even know who's doing it because he's all in shadow. Kikis? Was that a skirt or shorts? I thought they were shorts this whole time. Oh, okay. Body rolls. Oh, so much of this is in shadow. It's I get all it in shadow. accent, but like, let me see their faces. Yeah. 
every single dance scene is in shadow? Like, what are we doing here? This set, see, this ship set scene is so cheap looking. <laughs> like, really, it's goofy. Ooh, I'm your performer. They got flags. Mm. Wow. Banner. All right. All right, Banner. Clap entertainment. Well, I'm not not impressed. <laughs> I'll have to check out that new that new song. Yeah, whatever their new one is, Jackpot. I can see that they are performing it, so there's live versions to see. Great. Wonderful. All right. Uh, well, it is weekly recommendation time. Do you have anything you can recommend this week? I don't think so. I have really not been keeping up with new releases the past couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if like the last new thing I think I paid attention to was Sister 19. And that was kind of at the beginning of January. So I don't know that I do. I've just what have I been listening to? I've just been going through well since I watched the TVXQ killing voice one. And it was such a perfect like timer slash distraction for doing the dishes I've just been going through and finding a different killing voice every mm. time I have to do a specific chore um and I really really do enjoy uh pretty much all of them I rewatched the XO one recently great time um but yeah other than that no I have no <laughs> yeah I was thinking the same I also have not been like listening to or checking out any new music so far this year um i know stuff is out but i'm mm -hmm. kind of i'm just kind of generally behind but something i guess i can recommend because it is something that i did is i uh i got a library card at my new town and i went nice. to the library and i checked out a couple of uh k-pop novels that mm. have been mentioned and recommended before um, and I read one that Alex Young, who wrote Idle Gossip that we had on the show, she rec she like said she was inspired by or recommended a book called XOXO by mm. the uh, author is Axio, A-X-I-E-O-H, Axio. Oh, okay. And I read that book. I read it in like two days. Nice. Um, it is definitely a YA novel. Like, it's not a grown-up book. It's about high schoolers. Like, so it's mm. high schooly. Uh, but the plot of it is that like a girl has a meet cute with an idol in LA, and then months and months later, she goes she goes to a fancy art school in Korea because she's a cellist. And that boy she had a meet cute with is an idol and his whole group goes to this school because they're still young and in high school. And so they mm. go to high school um, and hijinks and love ensue. Fun. And I really enjoyed it because I feel like um, of all of the K-pop novels I have read so far, this one felt like the author 
has been a fan for a very, very, very mm. long time. Like in her acknowledgments, she said, like, thank you to my cousin for buying me that Finkel cassette. Oh, damn. Like, you know, like this is a long time fan. Yeah. So I felt like the portrayal of K-pop felt really, really true. And there wasn't mm. anything like weird and Western, like in Jessica's book or whatever, that was just like, sure. where are you getting this from? Um, it felt like the author like knew what the fuck she was talking about. So I wasn't like taken out of it by like weird nice. depictions of K-pop. Um, and it was just like cute and sweet and a fun, easy read. And I think that it would make, I was thinking the whole time I was reading it, like this would make such a good Netflix teen movie, but I mm. worry that they would never make it because the X exo kitty a was like the name of that spinoff. Oh, but yeah. that was also like American girl goes to Korea school and it didn't yeah, have anything to do with K-pop, but maybe it's too similar anyway. Uh, so if you're looking for a quick, easy little read, I enjoyed XOXO by Axie. O. Um, nice. but I've made a whole list and I'm going to try to read like every single K-pop novel that they have at my library just because I think it's fun to compare and contrast them and see which tropes that they literally all use are like <laughs> it's just very fun it's a fun little yeah. genre so yeah nice I also started Jessica's I started bright shine too oh god yeah and so far it's not about k-pop it's about fashion <laughs> So that's kind of disappointing. That is a bummer. Because it, we talked about like maybe, and maybe we still will, but we talked about like maybe covering it on the show later this year because when we read Shine, we did so many episodes about it and people didn't really like it that much. And so I was hesitant to talk about the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it A, skips, it starts five years in the future. Like, so it what? skips everything. That we like left the last book off on, which is kind of frustrating. And it's clearly, you know, more or less about the point in time when Jessica was like, I want to be a fashion designer and more or less got kicked out of her group. Like, I think that's what this book is going to be about because it's so much more about fashion than it is about K-pop. It's probably her trying to justify her decision to leave and be like, this is my side of the story and why I was not wrong to leave and blah, whatever. Like, I should have been able to fulfill my fashion dreams and step into the spotlight. Yep, exactly. So I don't know. I'm like halfway through that one. We'll see how it goes. But compared to the other books I've been reading lately, like I've been reading a lot. I've been trying to read and go to the library. Good for you. Like the book I just recommended, it just like went down smooth like honey. I was just like reading Mm. it and it was great. And then I was two pages into this Jessica Jung book and I was like, oh, kill me. (laughs) It's just like immediately bad. I still don't believe that she actually wrote them, but like, oh, whoever did, it's just like not good. It was an AI. Anyway, sorry to go off on a tangent about that that's okay (laughs) I did while you were describing the books I did remember that I actually did watch uh, a new release new ish release I don't know when it came out at this point um but have you watched G Idol's Wife yes I liked it I actually thought it was really fun (laughs) it's definitely like I don't know when it gets stuck in my head I get really mad and I like have to go listen to something else because it's like it's earwormy in a way that's a little grating, but in a like 
delivering a message and making a strong, a very strong point. I think it does. And it feels like one of those songs, like one of those moments and one of those songs that's like, oh, this is going to be like a thing that people Mm -hmm. remember and point to in history or like, I don't know. It just like really has a strong vibe. And I also liked the second single, Super Super Lady. Yeah, that one was fun, too. It is fun. It is fun. It's- and Super Lady feels very different for G Idol in that like, and I guess they, they do it in the wife music video as well. Wife, they are not allowed to perform because they, <laughs> the, all of the, much. all the broadcast studios were like, this is dirty. Um, so they can't, they can't perform it anywhere. Um, and it was even on the news. Um, people are like, it's like a caused a whole kerfuffle of like being too feminist and people mm-hmm. are super mad about it. So honestly, good for them. <laughs> um, and yeah, super lady is fun because they do almost like a girl's generation style, like military fancy yeah. outfits where they're all matching and in heels, which is not usually G idols vibe. Um, when it comes to like their outfits and stuff, I feel like they're usually a group where each one is wearing something different and they don't usually like match. Um, but yeah, it's fun. I like it. I like this new comeback. They're being, um, like very in your face in a way that I find, fun yeah I agree and I liked wife like G Idol is very um hit or miss for me I sometimes find their songs very obnoxious Mm -hmm. and I totally get why wife could be found irritating um but I thought it had like their same sort of style of earworm while being very like fun and the cheekiness of it I enjoy Yeah, I think it's a good time. I just think it's so interesting. Like I was just thinking the other day, like after I watched Super Lady, maybe that like, I don't know if I was making if I was making bets five, six years ago, like where on what kind of music G Idol would make now? What do you think would happen (laughs) to G Idol? I Hmm. don't think I would have predicted them like still like being so popular. Soyeon still like you know, doing whatever the fuck she wants, like message wise, like just like in a sense of a cube girl group. Absolutely. I did not see them continuing this long and continuing to be popular this long and like getting to like do whatever they want this long Mm -hmm. because cube does not have a good track record with anyone, but like mostly girl groups. So I just like find it very surprising and like good for them, but like I just kind of never thought that it would have worked out like this. Especially being under cube, which we know to be a mess, but I did see something recently where the members, well, first of all, they went on Knowing Brothers recently, and uh, I saw a lot of people being like, this is how you do a TMI. Like, this is actually interesting and not just like, I ate convenience store tteokbokki for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, like, two of the members uh, were at one point, like, interested in the same guy, and they found out because one of them got a text from the guy, and the other member, like, saw her phone and was like, oh, no, are you texting with him? Like, I'm texting with him. And they were like, oh, no, like, we didn't know that. Like, I didn't know you were interested in him. So now they, like, agreed to always tell each other everything, including when you're interested in somebody, just so that they don't step on anybody's toes. That is a real TMI. 
I love that. Yeah. And it's a great TMI, but I, and I don't know if it was on knowing brothers or something else because they are doing like the promotional rounds now, but, um, or recently, but they were talking about how they, the members have done a lot to like fund the production of their album, like Mm. whether they're paying for it themselves or they're organizing it themselves or they're producing it themselves. There was, I saw a couple of tweets being like, okay, but so what is Cube doing? And A, I think Cube is doing nothing um, because that's usually their MO. But B, like maybe that's why, that's like weirdly the secret to G Idol's success is that they just do it themselves. They do it themselves. So it gets done. Exactly. Um, So if that is the case, good for them. Good luck to them. And maybe someday they can branch out and get away from Cube and do their own thing completely if that's what's better for them. Yeah. But either way, I like this comeback. It's fun. Great. Perfect. We did it. We got a We did it. We found stuff. There. We did it. We could talk about K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening to this. And if you want to follow us on social media, we're on Instagram at Pod. You can email us amakpoppod at gmail.com. You can send us a little text or leave us a voicemail at 181-AMAKPOP5. Uh, we can get mail at P.O. Box 26096, Los Angeles, California, 90026. If you want to join our Patreon and participate in episodes like this, patreon.com slash amakpoppod. Um, for a small fee, there are a couple of tiers. You can choose how much access you want or not. You can get bonus content from the show, video episodes, audio episodes. Um, you can. There are things in the higher tier you get to vote in polls or vote in song battles and participate in the show um so that's fun if you want to do it um linktree slash pop will take you to our youtube and spotify where we have playlists for everything and you can also join our discord uh which we talk about all the time and like we said there's an episode suggestion channel there if you want to suggest episodes that's a great place to do it but you can also do it at all the other places because we check all the other places um and uh ask me about kpop.com is where there's merch but i don't i keep saying it i need to close that <laughs> store because nobody's buying merch which is fine it's fine y'all don't have to buy anything but it costs money to keep it open <laughs> I'm t- and i'm tired of spending it i know we really <laughs> just need to switch to like a literally just venmo us and, and then like mail then we'll you. mail it to you because that would be easier um so we'll probably end up doing that eventually look out for a AMAK Venmo added to the link tree <laughs> because that's what it's gonna fucking be um I do feel like that would just be easier it would be it would be um but anyway that is it uh we will be back in two weeks with something fun and exciting as always and thanks for listening and we love you and bye bye goodbye Jonghyun you're our inspiration you